when you think of what it takes to feed yourself well, what comes to mind? What skills do you think you need to eat well? I'm Nadia Felsch, anti-diet nutritionist and certified intuitive eating counselor. In this podcast, we explore the practical aspects of leaving the diet mentality behind and finding your own food and body freedom. I am stoked to be diving into this area, into this episode with you, five essential skills for feeding yourself well. And there is a caveat up front. So access to food is a contributor to eating well and to our social determinants of health. It absolutely should not be something that people face in a world where we have so much surplus, you know, capitalism and all. So if your access to food is limited, the skills that I'm going to be exploring with you are still applicable. Let's also kind of make sure we're on the same page before we dive into the skills themselves. Really, I guess what's important to kind of establish is what does feeding yourself well mean to you? The consensus that I hear is something like this, that feeding yourself well, and I would concur, is feeling nourished and supported from the food that you eat. So you get maximum benefit with minimal stress and preoccupation because that's important. And I completely wholeheartedly support that. I want that for you. So let's kick off with the first skill. Okay, so the first skill is viewing the nutrition that is in food as varying and also equal in morality and their value, therefore, in in your life or just in the world. And I want to actually expand on this. First and foremost, this is something that really ticks people off on social media when I say that food is inherently nutrition, because that is what nutrition is. Nutrition is the elements that we take from food for our benefit as human beings. And gosh, do I remember being immersed in some of these orthorexic beliefs myself. You know, the calories are wasteful. This is non-nutritious uh, eating. I mean, scientifically, that makes no sense, just zero sense, because the food is nutritious inherently because it is food. So this skill is in being able to recognize the fact that, yes, absolutely, The varying nutrition levels, the types of nutrition in food do vary, absolutely. But that doesn't really mean anything. That certainly does not mean we need to have a hierarchy of food. And that that also, as we're going to talk about, that you are a better person morally because of the food choices that you make. And I would actually say that I have put this skill as number one because I think it is one of the hardest to achieve in a world that tells us the exact opposite. So that skill to repeat is where you can view the food in nutrition as varying, yes, but also equal in its value and morality. One is not better than the other. They are different and that's okay. So skill number two is knowing what foods satisfy you to the point where you don't focus on food. And I mean in a micro example and also along your dietary pattern. So I mean, you know how to do that for breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, but you also understand and you know how to do that in the bigger picture of your whole dietary pattern. And what's really interesting is I would say that this skill is actually a really core part of what nutritionists and dietitians counsel our clients to do. This is something that we do really well. This is our expertise. However, 
we are also learning it through the lens of diet culture for the most part. We are learning to try to take foods out. We are learning to try to eat less food. And we're trying to do our best to still then be satisfied even amongst restriction. All you need to do is think about the just problematic idea that society has about protein. Got to eat protein, got to eat protein. You know, the amount of people that are actually deficient in protein is very small in Australia. And yet we talk about it wildly. You know why? Because people are cutting out all other kinds of foods. And so it, it makes sense when you think about it from that perspective that therefore we're trying to think about the thing that apparently fills you up. Well, I can tell you personally And also objectively from a scientific perspective, what satisfies humans from a food perspective is all types of foods. We are not going to be satisfied and complete when we just eat one type of food. The actual definition of a meal from like a macronutrient perspective, let's get really into it, is having carbohydrates, fats, and protein together. And by having the carbohydrates, we're also having fiber because fiber is a carbohydrate in in carbohydrates. So what's important to this skill is that you know what foods, what combination of foods, what types of foods satisfy you. That means you like them. That means you're able to access them. That means they're interesting to you. That means they're convenient to you. I feel like I'm giving away a little bit too much of the next skill, but it's it's important. There's overlap that you know what that is so that you are not constantly focused and fixated on food. Because if we are, it is probably an indicator that we are not eating foods to satisfaction. So skill number three is being able to apply all of that information, all of the information about the nutrition in food as equal but varying, all of the things you know about you as a person and what you need, and then being able to apply that contextually to your life circumstances. And this is where access to food is absolutely a big player. And I don't just mean financially. I mean, even in the circumstance that you're in, what about the time you have available? What about how much effort you want to put into maybe making food from scratch? Because I am going to happily share with you that I could not be asked cooking everything from scratch and spending hours in the kitchen. That is not a value of mine. It's not interesting to me. And that's okay. And if it isn't, it's interesting to you and you find that beneficial, that's also fantastic. One is not better than the other. What's important as a skill to be able to feed yourself well is can you meet yourself where you're at or are you living, as so many of us do, with this illusion of how we're meant to eat? And that feels like a lot of pressure because I know for me it did this idea that I had to make everything like sauces from scratch when I can just buy it in a packet. But because I believed that that was worse for me, that was a worse nutrition decision. And that's absolutely bullshit. But I didn't know that. And the stress that it caused me to have or feel like I had to make everything from scratch was not healthy, was not feeding myself well. And it absolutely created some resentment around food and around cooking. And to be honest, that's actually been my biggest part of this healing journey and recovery is finding a happy place with food again, knowing that I also am going to need to cook food because I'm a human being. And at some point, I probably will have to do that unless someone is lucky enough, fortunate enough to have a chef. I do not. So this skill number three, can you apply all of that information contextually to your life, your budget? That's important. Your cultural beliefs. Maybe there's religious 
you know, necessity around food preparation or types of foods. There might be moral and ethical considerations. There might be even things like actual allergies and and medical conditions that you need to apply into your life circumstances. I think the big ones for all of us, though, are those ones I mentioned, like time and access and interest. And we are not talking about that enough when it comes to feeding ourselves well. And I think that's a huge reason why this feels so damn hard. So skill number four is having body awareness of your eating experiences so you can learn in the moment and you can store that knowledge for next time. Because if you think back to skill number two, it's knowing what satisfies you. Well, this directly supports, this is supported by this skill. How do you, how do you know? Well, you have to have awareness of what's happening. And what does diet culture teach us to do? Focus on controlling our weight by controlling our food. Therefore, we are, we are, we are completely disconnected. That's what I'm trying to say. We are so disconnected from our body and from what's going on because we're just following the rules. So what I'm, what I'm saying in this skill is that you need the opposite. You need to be so clear on what is happening. How much do you enjoy it? How easy was it for you to create and put together? Could there be another layer of this meal that would amplify your experience and your satisfaction? So, you know, what's really a great example of this and something I talk to my clients about is texture and temperature. This is something about food that shows me Every single time I talk to clients about this, how different we all are and how cool that is because, and I hope she knows that I'm talking about her, my client that, that I know listens to this podcast. We had a conversation about grapes not so long ago. We were, and and I asked her, do you, do you like warm grapes? And she was quite like shocked in a, in a sense by my question, because the context of that is we were talking about how she packed grapes for herself, which was such a fantastic step to make the time to put into intentionally packing food, knowing that later on in the day she would need it and that what was available and accessible was grapes. Fantastic. The first thing I thought about was if those grapes are not in the fridge, I wouldn't want them. Uh, you look, if that's all that's going, look, I'll eat them, but they won't be as enjoyable as a delicious cold grape. So I asked her, do you like warm or room temperature grapes? She didn't know. She knows now. And I hope she's listening and I hope she's laughing and smiling at how cool it is that she has that experience. And that it's those little questions that I love asking of my clients to prompt them to pay attention to what is happening. Because really, when you want to talk about eating well, how do you even know if you're not paying attention? So it's as much in the moment as for next time. All right. The final skill for feeding yourself well, an essential skill, number five, feeling like the whole process is easeful and not all or nothing. And easeful is a very intentional word here. I did not say easy. I did not say simple, especially in the beginning. It won't be but it is not all or nothing. You do not need to have packed the perfect thing. There is no such thing. You don't need to have paid perfect attention. There is no such thing. You don't need to have thought about every single possible scenario and the best possible combination of foods. That is exhausting to think about. That means nothing. It's not a value to try to chase an all or nothing where, well, I'm really trying very, very hard because that's the conditioning that we have around food. Apparently eating well and feeding ourselves well is putting in an insane, a wild, uh, an 
just ridiculous amount of pressure and intensity to the situation, or we apparently don't care. And neither of those feel great. So this process, and it is a skill, it's a skill to get to the point where it feels easeful. It feels like you are starting to join the dots. And realistically, the bottom line of all of these skills is that I really, really need you to hear this. If you've gone away, if you are doing 400 things at the same time, I do the same. Just come back for for a moment and please hear me when I say that you are the expert of you. You absolutely are the expert of you. I don't doubt it for one moment and I don't even know you. But you deserve to spend more time becoming familiar with that. That is a healthy relationship to food or, or getting towards a healthier relationship to food. So I have a question for you to consider. After everything I've shared, these skills, I am wondering if you notice what is intentionally absent in the exploration that that I've just covered. And a hint is what would diet culture put amongst this, like, you know, right up front. First and foremost, what would diet culture say is like a result of having these skills and something that I have intentionally not discussed or, or mentioned? So I said that feeding yourself well is feeling nourished and supported from the food that you eat. That's a general consensus I hear from people about what they want and how they define it. So we have maximum benefit from food and we have that minimal stress and preoccupation, which is exhausting, draining, nothing about health or nothing about wellness. And, and this is kind of coming back to what you might think is absent, what is absent from this exploration We have been taught that if we do this, if we feed ourselves well, and even if we acknowledge that will feel really good all on its own, which it does, I'll come back to that, we have been taught that all of that will automatically translate to being thinner and apparently being healthier. Now, neither are guaranteed in any absolute sense. And and before you you might be challenged, before you kind of react, I would offer that you will have a healthier body. You will have a healthier mind. You will have a healthier life than say if you were eating a meal, just one meal a day and feeling terrified and fearful of eating the wrong foods or stressing yourself out like I was to cook everything from scratch when I didn't want to and that didn't work for me. You will absolutely be healthier, but it just might not look like what you have been shown, what I have been shown is to be healthy and and absolutely is, does not translate to, to our weight or to our body size. You know, someone in my email community sent me this week, I kind of shared some ideas around this and she sent back to me and, I, and I'm going to share th- this these words of hers with, with her consent. I used to label my food as good versus bad, healthy versus unhealthy, who hasn't, Right. And this mentality led me to obsession, to fear, to physical and mental suffering, in addition to labeling myself according to my food choices. You know, I'm good, I'm bad, I'm doing really good, healthy things, or I'm really unhealthy. And that is a place that pretty much all of my clients are at when I meet them. And this is why these skills are so essential, because they help us move away from that. But I, I, I guess I want to be really clear that feeding yourself well does not mean that you won't be uncomfortable. 
you won't develop disease or have disease, you won't have pain or develop pain, or that you will shrink in size because one does not equal the other or cause the other. There is absolutely such overlap in our conditioned response to food to put body and food and health and health outcomes all in the same bucket, and it just does not work like that. But feeding yourself well feels fucking great. I want to be so clear. I would not have spent so much time, money, and energy going to university to study nutrition science if I didn't want to learn about what that means and what's happening inside our bodies. I think that feeding yourself well is freeing, it's liberating, it's flexible, it's supportive, it's nourishing. I kind of hate that word. (laughs) I think it's empowering. I think all of those things are fantastic and you deserve all of them. And they aren't the same thing as your body changing from the outside. But I know that you will feel different on the inside. I know you will feel more supported. And I absolutely think it's integral that we talk about having that minimal stress and preoccupation because that's healthy. That's well. And these skills that I've shared in this episode, they are what comes from leaning into the process of intuitive eating, of radical self-care and radical acceptance. These are skills that you acquire through practice, only through practice. You cannot talk your way through this and they happen over time. And guess what? They happen not in a linear way. It is up and down. It is round and round and it can be hard. You know, we can't just I I really can't express this enough. You can't just think about this. You can't just listen to this podcast. You have to be practicing, experiencing, feeling, and refining. And this is what I have the absolute utmost privilege and pleasure of guiding folks to do in all of my programs. This is what I do. This is what I talk about all day, every day. And clearly, well, I hope it's clear, I fucking love it. The next cohort of my Signature Food Freedom Program begins September 22. You can apply to join this really small group, this life-transforming group, and you'll find that link as well as all the notes from this episode exploring the five essential skills for feeding yourself well on my website, which is nadiafelsch.com forward slash podcast. You'll also find a link in the podcast player that you're currently listening on. I want to thank you so much for joining me and I'll see you next time. <laughs>